Hello, listeners. This is David here, editing in this brief message before our interview, um, announcing our first merch item on consensusunreality.bandcamp.com. Um, you can find a beautiful new tote bag bearing our logo Name. and some other stuff you can read about on there. Um, if you are a Patreon member, check out our latest post and you'll get a promo code there. If you're not, you better check it out because we have bonus episodes, written content, and much more over there at patreon.com slash consensusunreality. Okay, enjoy the interview. Welcome to episode 20 of Consensus Unreality, which is a podcast. Um, I'm come here on. with. <laughs> it's so much more than a podcast. I'm so sorry. Just uh, a podcast? Yeah, it's a it's a po- information portal. Um, I'm here <laughs> with uh, my co-host Ben, and we're back with an interview, which we haven't done in a while. Um, we are joined today by. Ivana Roman, um, coming to us from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Ivana is a poet, a musician, a teacher, um, and for now, I guess we'll say an experiencer. Clairvoyant. Is clairvoyant too heavy? <laughs> no, I, that's pretty accurate, yeah. Okay. So how are you doing? I mean, to peel back the curtain, we just talked for like a half an hour before turning the mic on, <laughs> but we'll pretend to do it again. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to I'm ready to show some experiences to the world. Yep, they need to hear it. Um so I was thinking we could start from the very beginning. Um, <laughs> how did you how would you say you first kind of knew that you were interested in um, strange subjects or the paranormal or maybe you know had initial inklings that you might have some sort of second sight okay yeah that's a great question uh I would say I realized something about that in the second grade because uh, in school, you know, you kind of are in this really relaxed state, especially at, like after lunch in the afternoon. And I'd kind of get in these like daydreaming states and I'd be staring at my teacher uh, against the blackboard. And I started to see this light, just huge light around them. And I'd just kind of look at that and just see like, oh, what is that? Um, and I think that that was the, my the first indication of what I now understand to be clairvoyance, um, and that's an aura. So, but I didn't kind of get to understand fully that years and until years and years later. I just kind of recognized that I saw lights around people and objects and everything um, from that earliest memory, and. Uh, 
yeah, so that would be the first experience. Um, and then funnily enough, uh, I kind of started to understand that I could interpret colors around people after seeing um, a lecture <laughs> by Werner Herzog in Charlottesville. <laughs> and he, he had like, a, I, he was on stage and he had this like incredible violet aura and it was just like unmistakable. And then that was like, after that point, um, I started to focus in on it and then try to interpret colors around people and reading them. Mm. Is wow. So is that, do you think that accompanies like certain situations or is it really more common to see that? No, yeah, it's, I mean, everybody, everyone has one. Um, both of you, you know. Can you see it right now? Yeah, yeah. So what? that's crazy. Yeah, it's um, it's really uh, it's like a lot more simple it, than I think people try to mystify it into being. Mm. Um, it's just energy, seeing energy around uh, all things, and essentially, like it's. I think what I've determined is, you know, it's just like a part of the energetic body and it does change based on um, different people's emotional experiences or physical health. Um, yeah. So when did you start to understand that you could extract information from that or, or how did you like begin to contextualize that? Did you start like reading about auras and stuff or? I think that it, it actually didn't come until after I had been reading the tarot for years. Mm. So um, I kind of got com more comfortable doing that. So I've been reading cards for like 13 years. And through that, I kind of understood that these are archetypes, symbols that can be broken down. Like colors are archetypes and symbols and experiences that can be broken down. Mm. And um are just kind of reflections of experience or uh, kind of memories that I can tap into from my own frame of reference and then interpret. Uh, so that's kind of, I've only recently actually really become comfortable with interpreting auras uh, just after doing that work for so long, uh, just kind of understanding the tools or like I kind of call, call them jumping off points mm -hmm. that clue me into something about the person. Um, what drew you to the tarot as opposed to anything else? Is that, I mean, for me, it was just what was there. Was that, was, was that your experience as well? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think I had just always been trying to make sense of my experiences from mm childhood and uh i was given them as a gift actually my husband yeah. gave them my the first tarot card that i still use today um and then i just started working with them and it took it took a while to really understand what was happening i think that initially i was coming from this kind of 
psychotherapeutic standpoint where I was just kind of like using those archetypes and delivering uh, information that way. And then it just naturally evolved into psychic messages mm. instead. Uh, so it was just kind of like a impercept imperceptible shift between the two. Um, and then the cards just representing certain, certain psychic experiences or certain experiences in human life that I would know mm. each one corresponded to. Um, yeah, cool. It makes sense to me. Hmm. Um, so you, and then your sort of practice with the tarot kind of converged with your aura practice and that sort of, they became like a sort of a new thing or what, what happened with that? Yeah, I think that like, well, honestly, uh, my practice I feel like has changed a lot within the last year because hmm. people would come for tarot readings and, um, and I'd give them that, but recently uh i kind of started to try other things that felt quicker so uh i i kind of started sitting in meditation before giving greetings and when when i did that i realized that i was kind of getting more specific or accurate information from doing that than attempting to discern it from the cards um, and the same way is kind of like reading an aura. So I just kind of could tune in with more specifics by doing that. So I kind of, and I can go into explanation with that. So essentially before uh, someone would get a tarot reading from me, I would sit in meditation and then I started kind of getting symbols or colors or feelings or sensations and that is something that I learned to interpret so it's kind of like if you can imagine just clearing your mind completely and stepping aside that's pretty much the key is just completely stepping aside and then it's like if your mind is a glass of water and then someone is dropping uh, just information into the glass and it's kind of disseminating into there and, and it's up for me to kind of interpret and sometimes it's much more subtle and and sometimes it's really intense um like usually it'll be symbols from my frame of reference that I have to interpret like if I'll see um sometimes I'll see like a house and it, and keys and that will indicate that someone has moved or is moving into a new house um, sometimes, and then, or I'll, and then I'll feel whatever they feel about that situation. So if it's anxious or happy or, um, sad, anything like that, uh, or, you know, earlier today, I kind of, you know, you kind of have to feel through it. So, uh, earlier today, my reading was about, someone who was unhappy with the doing so much work and not being recognized for it at their job. And, and so the symbol that I got for that was like a bell being rung, like frantically, mm. like some, like almost like a, like for someone to keep attending to their needs. So it's, it, it works like that. Mm. Uh, it's very interpretive mm. and 
hopefully it kind of starts to get a little bit more refined, but interesting. you know, it'll be in, in addition to a feeling. So like a, a frustrated feeling or an angry feeling or something like that. And then that's what I deliver to the, the person hmm. getting the reading. Huh. Um, do you ever get like, um, like stuff that you don't want coming in without trying to, is there like a sense of being more open to like, I guess you'd call it like, ne like negative psychic energy or like psychic attacks or stuff like that. I feel like that's like a hmm. perennial issue for that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm still working through my ideas of that. Uh, I think that's like a very emotion based hmm. thing. So it's like a very human of like when I talk, when we talk about like psychic, I'm just talking about human level, mm. emotional level stuff. And I think that um, I'm, I'm definitely still parsing through how to interpret those things, especially in tandem with some of the mediumship stuff that I've been working through so I think mm -hmm. I think that what people talk about with that is just uh unrefined psychic ability hmm. so interesting at least like in my experience it's like yeah like you might be walking with someone and feeling their emotion but ultimately I believe that kind of you're responsible for your own body and your own energetic body and it's up to you to tune into that and figure out what you yourself need um, so I try not to worry too much about that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fascinating. How, um, how long have you been working with other people? Like when did you decide, um, to put it to practice, um, and engage others? I, um, you know, I've been doing it like, at least I'd been doing tarot readings for, like 13 years just for anyone and everyone. Mm. Um, but then I think I started taking it pretty seriously within the last three years. Uh, and it kind of has just evolved from there as the more that I do it, the more that I can understand what my strengths are mm. in doing this work. Um, but it's been interesting and I'm really grateful for everybody that has come into face with me and friends that have kind of allowed me to bounce things off of. I think that's been really helpful. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting because I feel like the, the story of how a psychic becomes like a practicing psychic is I've never really like heard that anybody like parse that out, you know, like it's, mm. there's gotta be such a pathway yeah. to get there where you feel like confident enough to, put that sort of skill to practice it's really interesting you know I guess you just kind of assume that like a psychic is a psychic and you just decide to like open up a shop and put a sign outside but yeah it's it's, yeah. it's interesting how that process um accelerates or whatever well I yeah it's actually really scary and uh it, it's risky especially but I think that it, if you are called to do something then you have to give it a shot so yeah. but I do I did take a couple steps and making sure that I was validated in what I was doing 
Um, I, for instance, like even when I was just doing tarot readings, I contacted a lot of shop owners and asked if I could just come in and give the owners readings. Mm. And um, that was one way that was validating, you know, you have to have evidence to support it. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't do this if I did not receive that evidence or validation from the sitter because you know it's it's really not it's it's about them being validated and if if you, you as a psychic can't offer that then there's right. not much <laughs> yeah was, uh, were like, you nervous like your first couple of times like with a stranger especially yeah but actually it's much easier to do strangers because it's like you just kind of fall into it mm. um I, I much prefer reading people that I don't know anything about because it's such, it's easier to just step aside uh, and, and just trust everything that's come. The, the biggest thing is to just trust everything that you're getting. And it's a hard lesson to learn. Um, and I think that's probably where people get tripped up initially because you're, the goal is to remove your thinking mind completely. Uh, which honestly, I mean, I guess I can just do that because <laughs> I, I feel a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, for sure, giving readings, I, I get I, I get nervous before giving readings, but I use it, I just try to use that energy to be genuine mm. and hope for um, helpfulness with the person that's receiving it. Mm, yeah. Um. I always, I'm always fascinated by like, uh, I feel like there's this distinction between like what's an occult practice or like a magical practice and then what is like psychic, which feels mm -hmm. more like it's sort of pushed into like the paranormal. Like there's these kind of weird uh, distinctions in this sort of universe um, where maybe the distinctions aren't as clear. Like, how do you think of yourself? Do you have like a magical or ritual practice or do you is it like an ability? How do you think of it? Yeah, I think um, I, I think that I kind of try to approach it without any kind of religious connotation because mm -hmm. uh, it's that's the thing that feels hard hardest for me to resonate with. But when I just approach it, just pure energy or pure spirituality it's easiest to attach myself to it and I I mean I think that many people can come at this regardless of magical affiliation I myself do have certain rituals and practices but none based in a real specific religion mm. yeah have you like sense. whatever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's. I think that's the best way to do it. I think. I mean, that's like kind of chaos magic adjacent. Just mm -hmm. like doing what works. Yeah. Have you like um, contextualized it at all in terms of any sort of spirituality? I guess it's a similar question, but uh, I'm just wondering if you like lean in any sort of direction. Like if any if any of those like systems or um, maybe religious archetypes like resonate more with you? 
No. No. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. No, I just think of myself as God. Yeah. And everyone else is also God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Otherwise, you'd have a lot of responsibility. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. I guess following that, like, do you find yourself conversing with, let's say, non-human intelligences? Is that like a a good term? Like, do you, because Mm. I, I feel like under, you know, obviously under certain umbrellas, like the Goetia or something, you're conjuring like a specific, um, daemon that you are calling by name, et cetera, but... I'm wondering if you sort of have um, like these these conversations with things that aren't really um, coming from other people per se, you know? Getting a little, getting foggy there, but. <laughs> uh, in my experience, no. Mm-hmm. I can only understand it as reading energy yeah and what appears to me in my experiences have only been human or what understands itself through that lens so yeah um the collective unconscious like does that term resonate do you think yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, maybe if you clarified that a little bit more. <laughs> well, it's easy to just like put that out there, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a great, great blanket for like all <laughs> the whole spectrum of phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. As far. Yeah. But as far. Yeah. As far as. That which is not of or aware of this world no Mm -hmm. at least i don't intend i don't set the intention to do that yeah it's really i mean it's interesting uh if if you tried to do you think you could i mean like if you sort of with all your might tried to contact some sort of angel or demon or being do you think that you would get anywhere or is it sort of (laughs) is it your (laughs) is it your like like belief that you'd sort of end up failing at that? Like, what do you think would happen if that was the intention? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. Maybe something scary or, yeah, I don't know. Do you think, but, do you... The thing that, the reason I don't have much interest in that is because uh, I think that my goal is to ultimately provide evidence and validation. Right. Um, so unless that could offer that, that, you know, that wouldn't be my intention. Right. So like, uh, in like a healing sort of way for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Or just a a reason to be tuning in to that mm. to begin with, you know? So like a goal, like, and just, or something to be able to prove it when you sort of come back. Yeah. So like, you know, it's like people come to get readings to be witnessed, you know, to be seen, mm. um, especially by some someone or something 
that has no reason to know certain things or be able to see certain things. And I feel like ultimately that probably makes you feel not alone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I would, you're probably the first guest we've had where I think it's like a completely people centric, um, lens of like the paranormal which is really interesting and i think we can get into the the nature of psychism um and i i like to think about like panpsychism a lot like thought shapes everything but then it's it's it it gets kind of weird to parse out like what is human and what's not if everything is is made by thought because we're always interested in these non-human intelligences as being a, a point, like a talking point, right? You know, so it's like a kind of a funny thing to think about. What 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 do you see as like the nature of psychism for you being kind of like the a, nature, yeah, it's like a big question. <laughs> or like, well, let's say, yeah, for our for our purposes, let's say the mechanics of it, or kind of the makeup for you personally. From what all I can understand, at least the psychic work to be is like, you know, if everything and everyone has an aura, then I'm just extending mine to touch theirs or uh, to experience theirs or be wrapped in theirs in some way. And in that, in that I can kind of reach around and feel for their experience. Um, but I also like have recently come to understand it as like being psychic is just answering a question that hasn't been asked yet um, or like a, a way for the universe to remember itself. Mm. I love that. like how how does this um how does this end up like informing your artistic practices i mean is it like a fluid relationship you think yeah i think i'm just like always trying to point to something and pointing to something to answer my own questions or like my own experiences but like also minimizing it and like that's why all my poetry and like songs are just like really simple statements and like totally honest because I mean I think that's I mean that's how I experience things they're kind of funny but like simple and can they're dark in that way too it's just like I I feel good when I know I'm God you know mm -hmm. I feel good when I know that or um wreck it yeah the horror and paradise of choosing to be on the planet it's just like really simple simple things but and just in the same way everything 
it's kind of dropped into my mind in a simple way where it's just like a movie or like a symbol or a feeling. Um, Have you ever done any like group work in terms of like ESP and stuff? No. I guess maybe like, um, I mean like interfacing with with somebody <laughs> else who also has abilities. Um, well, I am like developing in a mediumship circle, so I'm like learning from other mediums um, and kind of working through that process just because I've had experiences with that that I'm, you know, inevitably led to try to figure out and understanding that it doesn't just end with like psychism, Mm. but it's definitely been, uh, it's been like a really like roller coaster ride, just reckoning with my own beliefs. Yeah. In regards to that. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think um, in terms of mediumship, how does that, how is that distinct from your other sort of experiences? Well, it definitely feels different. Um, you know, it, all I can say is the feeling, uh, the energy of the room, it, I guess it vibrates in a stronger density. So that's one aspect of it that I can isolate. It's a lot more intense um, when I'm like, it's not as interpretive, it's much more literal. So mm. in like aspects of mediumship, I find it to just be totally literal, like being shown things that are exacting and undeniable um, and feel very intense. Like my face usually gets really hot and my heart beats a lot faster. And I also feel that it's imperative that it's released in some way. Otherwise, like it just feels explosive. Hmm. So it's different than like the psychic stuff. I mean, is this, I mean, people I think will think of like stuff like channelers and like sort of where these people from like the nineties are overtaken by these like astral beings and like something is speaking through them, giving messages. Are you like, are you ever uh, communicating messages from somewhere else or something else? Or is it a, different experience for you? No, I I would say that the only thing that I've ever communicated is isolating a loved one that's passed and then anything that could validate and that is proof that that's them Mm. um, for that person. So, you know, I don't really understand uh, uh, in full capacity that work Right. And it's probably why I don't do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but for me, it's really important that anything that's given to another person is validated through evidence. Mm. Yeah. Have you ever been like really surprised at um, the results of like work done with the medium group? Like, has anything ever just been like, whoa, what was that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I've, I've had moments, it, it's really, it's really intimate and it, and you have to be responsible and gentle, I think with these things, because these people are grieving. Um, 
And it's usually you're being partnered with somebody and you don't know anything about them. Just someone in the universe is sitting in front of you. Uh, recently, I had an experience with a woman um, and I kind of, the way that the information comes for me is usually I'll just immediately know what person is there with them. So for this, I knew that she had lost a husband because it, it's kind of a, it's called clear cognizance. It's just like an instant knowing. Mm. Um, and so it's just like, okay, that's, I have this husband here and then I'll see him. Um, so clairvoyance is like a huge aspect of that. And so I'll describe what he looks like. And this man was a big, tall man and had like a smoke and a drink in his hand. And it kind of plays like a movie. And I saw him with a lot of friends and laughing and, um, and I relayed that information, but then I also felt, you know, this tremendous, like soul crushing love. And I did have an experience where I kind of just burst into tears, which is not usual. Um, especially when giving a reading, it was caught me off guard and it, it didn't, feel it, it was almost shocking mm. because it wasn't didn't feel quite like my tears but it was just such an overwhelming bond that they had um and then he kind of brought through information that um she knew you know she could validate and it was just, we were both just kind of crying in this zoom call and it was <laughs> it was really intense i've had other ones where I brought through um, partners of people. One woman had a, um, a code with her husband and the code was tulips. And that was supposed to be their symbol. You know how um, like Houdini and his mother had this like symbol, like, and that is how they knew it would be one of them mm. is if it, they came through with this symbol. So that is what this husband and wife did. And he came through with the, the symbol of tulips and that was their chosen symbol hmm. for recognizing each other, I guess, after death. And so that was pretty cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It, it kind of like the way that you're describing it, it almost, it's like people have this information embedded in them. It's like scanning uh, like a, a CD-ROM or something, you know, and then like the projection of information is just coming out. It's very visual it's interesting yeah yeah i would say the thing that is most notable is the the, the feeling or like this the actual shift of energy in the room is how i know that there's it's different than like the psychic stuff and like it is much more specific um and i, I guess um like, okay, so this would never happen. Like I had an experience a few years ago. Um, I w went with a couple of friends like on a day trip and we went into this little town and there we walked into a shop and then I walked into the shop and immediately could kind of like sense a presence and it, it was like that heavy vibrating feeling of the room it's like really overwhelming 
and I was still like coming to terms with all of this and like trying to figure it out, sort it out and make sure I'm not crazy. And um, I just remember kind of walking around the shop and trying to like release myself from the feeling, but ultimately um, this man that kind of identified himself as this, the shopkeeper's like past lover and coming through with information was just kind of barging through and overwhelming me. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> we are not doing this right now. Like, I just don't want to deal with this. Like I'm with my friends trying to have a fun time. <laughs> um, but then it, the feeling just wouldn't go away that I had to kind of deliver this to this woman. And so in my head, I was like, all right, if I am really supposed to give her this information, just make her say the word rose. And that was like the only way I was going to give her this. Um, and so I was just like sweating, like really just like so anxious, like feeling like my chest was going to explode, like in this shop, trying to like pretend like I was shopping and like looking at stuff. And I grabbed this soap off of the shelf. It was like sandalwood soap. <laughs> and I went to the cash register and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll take this. Like, I'm just trying to get the hell out of here. And the shopkeeper is like slow motion. She just looks at me and she like had this like slow look and just like looked at me in my eyes and was like, oh, sandalwood soap. I like this, but you know what I really love the smell of? And I was like, what? And she said, Rose. <laughs> and then I just like, my jaw was like dropped in front of this woman. And I was like, she had no idea what was going on. And I just looked at her and I was like, oh my God, my heart dropped it. But then I, I actually checked out and I left the shop and I was like, what the hell was that? That, I can't believe that just happened. And ultimately I like went back into the store and I was like, okay, um, I don't know, like, please, you know, if this doesn't resonate, don't worry about it. But I kind of, you know, told her like, I think I have this person for you. And, you know, like he's telling me about these things and about his life and how he died and heart issues and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she kind of just like looked at me and was like tearing up and just said thank you and walked back over to the cash register. And I felt a lot better after that and left the store. <laughs> wow. That's great. That's a crazy story. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh, but, man. but yeah, it can be kind of intense. Yeah. But sometimes it's it's much more subtle. Do you, do you ever start to um impose any framework of like meaning onto it like do you have any personal opinion of where this information is coming from if it is like the actual soul of the person or you know do you ever start to interrogate that or do you just understand it for what it is and how you're receiving it i i don't know yeah i really don't know and I think that like a lot of, I, that's my biggest struggle is like 
I don't think it matters what I think. You know, I, I think that what it doesn't, yeah, I don't think it matters. I think, but I do think a lot of people put language and words to this and try to describe it like really cut and dry in plain terms. And that doesn't really work for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that we are more than a physical body. And I do think that consciousness survives death. Um, to what degree that takes information, I don't know. Um, but I, it's there. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's interesting to think about because that situation is so idiosyncratic um, where like I can think of one example where people have proposed like the stone tape theory, you know, of like um, people or events being watermarked onto places. And it's almost like this, uh, this 3d catalog of history can be tapped into, you know, this is just like a theory. This is like some theoretical shit. But then something like what you're explaining is just so uh, it's so unique and uh, situational, right? <laughs> like it's it's like this person is actually coming through and like, I need you to get this message through, which is kind of makes it more uh, confusing, I think, than. It's definitely yeah. confusing. Uh, but I, for me, they. Whatever this energy is is very physically present because mm -hmm. i can feel the difference so i will say that um and i have had situations where you know information is brought through that even the sitter could not know until they went and asked someone mm. about it mm. and that makes me feel that you know obvious intelligence of the consciousness there that's presenting yeah do you think that this sort of stuff is just sort of always ambiently around and that it's sort of always like broadcasting for lack of like a better word and you happen to catch catch it or do you think they kind of consciously seek you out as sort of a messenger for whatever purpose Maybe, I don't know, maybe it could be, it seems to be that, like, just like looking for a radio that's turned on to the right station. Right. I, I'm thinking of it like just sort of like a constant presence that you might walk into, or is it like... It doesn't feel that way to me. Yeah. More like a, something that you enter, like, or like that sort of comes down to you from a different place. If you had to sort of uh, conceptualize it, I mean. I think it's like, you know how lightning strikes, but it's like looking for that point of attraction on the earth. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like that. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you, do you ever think that, um, 
there are thought forms that are independent of people that exist in the world, like almost like spiritual currents of thought. Um, I just got reminded, have you ever heard of the Philip experiment? I don't think so. Um, this is something that, uh, I think Vice brought it up, um, recluse on our episode yeah. with him, or was it Jason Horsley? I can't remember. It now. wasn't, I think it, it was either Joshua Kutchen or, uh, recluse. Yeah. I think, but we might both, what if we're just wrong and it's just completely, <laughs> it's one, one of those three. And, uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've heard of this story and then forgot it and then heard it again, but it's, um, this experiment that was done in 1972 in Toronto in which they created like a fictional ghost with a fictional backstory, like dating back to like the 1600s in England um, and gave him the name Philip, like with a last name and this whole created this whole backstory. And then um, there was a seance, I guess the control group was probably, mediums i'm just like reading this on wikipedia now because it just came to my mind but um and they they actually did like there was an experience where people who weren't privy of the story being um manufactured actually became conscious of this entity um and like received this information through like a seance but this was like a totally made up uh, like thought form or like a almost like a tulpa right like this this entity was like created th- manufactured through this story Do, i mean this is just like putting you on the spot but i'm just curious oh, no. i mean it just sounds like they were just being psychic yeah um and but for what i can recognize like it's much more interpretive you know i kind of have to figure it out like a like a like like a puzzle sometimes like I have to feel it out and I, I I mean I would be interested to see what their kind of messages or evidence for that was because then maybe it was a little bit more on the psychic side um which would make sense because you can kind of pull that out of anywhere right um yeah and it's more of just like a blueprint for all things in all directions so um that's kind of how I would, cause the that's how I would probably explain that. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I don't I don't think it is has any sort of leanings on, you know, um, the existence of psychism or not. Uh, I think it like, if anything, it, it affirms that idea. But I, it's an interesting conversation as to the idea of like thought forms and egregores and stuff um and where the line is i think between like a intelligence you know in the world and uh something more residual of humanity um yeah i don't know it's 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 curious i mean i obviously like an example is like the slender man story right where this thing was created um as like an internet game but then made manifest into the world you know like a like a a tulpa as mentioned before yeah you know well i just like i don't spend a whole lot of time i think it's that's like fun 
it's like fun to think about, but I don't spend a lot of time like and effort or like serious meditation on those things just because I feel that what I have to offer is evidentiary support yeah. of the, you know, of the things that we're talking about. Whereas those things are kind of like, yeah, they're kind of fun. Yeah. That's like, uh, me and Banner just like cinder blocks, like closed off to the psychic realm. Just talking. Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> we're just like right. recu- recklessly speculating on everything <laughs> no i think i that i i'm sure both of you are very intuitive you just don't have the uh, frame of reference to view it no it it, it it totally i totally understand what you're saying though it makes sense like i think if like having the experiences, the very personal experiences that you're having, it seems like you'd want to just devote energy to understanding that better. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least for me, I mean, I really have like beat myself up over doing this, like really and be doing this in public or doing this intimately. Um, But I think that I can continue to do it as long as it's validated. Um, as long as there's evidence for whoever's receiving the reading, that's really the most important thing. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, it's a leap of faith to, to trust in that or put yourself into that position in the first place. So you definitely have to have experiences that encourage you to do so. Have you ever um, experimented with any sort of like technologies that you think may have um, increased psychic experiences like uh, flotation or anything like that? Oh, well, my, yeah, my husband used to work at a, a center that had, like the sensory deprivation tanks, but which are amazing. Um, but like, I, yeah, I never, I can understand how that puts somebody in a similar mindset. Um, but I've never needed to do that. I think it's really just learning the techniques, um, the meditation techniques where you just kind of, uh, evaporate. Mm. Do you follow a certain like meditation tradition or like protocol or do you kind of just do it intuitively? Yeah. Like everything I do is just through feeling what Mm. works and I intuitive sitting and just honestly just relaxing. Like literally it's just like I try to relax enough to the point where I'm not thinking about anything Mm. Um, and just getting out of the way, just really getting out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah, I don't inter- think I could ever do that. I'm always in the way. <laughs> uh, well, I think like I could, you've I could, ever yeah. experienced. Have you ever like experienced something where you just feel like really at peace? No, <laughs> I'm He's extremely not tortured. Lying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, no, I, I have, of course. Yeah, like I, I, I had to isolate it back to like when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. and like un- 
and isolate that feeling. But yeah. um, so that's what I concentrate on is just like that state. And okay. then, and honestly, just breathing. Um, but if you can just relax. Yeah. Yeah. You might be surprised at what right. happens. <laughs> you should right, do no. some like meditation tapes. Yeah. I think you would have like a good good uh program for like meditation audio or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh I did, I have recorded like a couple for my classes and stuff. Hmm. Is there um going off book here so let's just word this funny but is there There's a book? Oh like the questions that I wrote down here. But, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. Um is there any sense of like temporality to um, things that you've tapped into in yourself in meditation? Like if you ever seen something where you're like, Oh, that, well, that might be a past life or something like that. Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm just like, really, I think maybe I'm like a little bit closed off to the, anything that I can't, fully discern as like accurate and evidentiary support and that's why I shy away maybe like in a few years mm. I'll be like more comfortable to expand into those areas um but as far as now no especially because most of my time for that is spent uh reading other people right. so I don't I have found that I am not too effective for reading myself except for uh one time when i was in the grocery store with my friend and we were like just having a great time and i lost my phone in the grocery store and i uh, was just like oh man i have weird stuff on there like weird poems like i gotta get this phone uh and i just kind of like was like all right calm down like just like if you're psychic just like use this for once for yourself and I like just like kind of like just stood in the middle of the grocery store and like tried to like close my eyes <laughs> and then I like just saw in my mind like the shrimp bags like frozen shrimp bags and I was like frozen shrimp bags okay go check the freezer and sure enough I go to check the freezer of frozen shrimp bags and my phone is inside the freezer with the shrimp bags. Wow. I was just like, that, how did that happen? It was very funny. Huh. Um, but for the most part, no, I cannot use it to further my own gain on anything. Damn. But sometimes I'll just like ask questions, which ultimately like my subconscious is answering. Have you ever like found a person that you just couldn't get anything on where it was just blocked off or have you been successful in sort of finding something about everyone? Yeah. So I just kind of lean into that when that happens and old, sometimes because um, it'll like kind of appear like a brick wall. And so I'll know immediately that like that person is closed. Um, a lot of times when I lean into that, the answers why will come and that's validation. Like sometimes one time I, you know, had a reading with someone and I sat and 
I got the impressions that this person was pushed into getting it um, mm. and that they were quite a skeptic and they were going to be really uncomfortable in the situation. So I led with that and that kind of softened them into the experience because they were like, yeah. okay, well, she knows that I'm a skeptic without ever seeing me or knowing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that kind of happened. Mm. Interesting. Um, Huh. We should have asked you to do a reading of your poetry before, but I, now I feel like I'd be putting you on the spot if I said that. Oh, uh, I I can read something. I have a, my book over here if you want. That's totally up to you. We can cut this part if you don't want to. Um, but I thought that would be cool, actually. Sure, sure. Hold on. Okay. All right. This is also the name of my tape. Well, that's a nice looking book there. Um, we'll have you got to send us an image of that. We got to we got to post that on the uh, Instagram. What's yeah, the, this, what's the uh, cover image there? Oh, it's um, like they, like they can uh, see us. I'm like, bring it closer yeah. to the camera so everybody can <laughs> see it on this it's podcast. A, it's a. <laughs> It's the Hope Diamond, but and it, and there's a fake Hope Diamond right next to it. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Love it. Uh, it looks really good. Yeah. Thanks. I hope you all on this, all all the listeners out there, picturing this. Okay. Um, all right. I'll read the last poem from my book. It falls away. When the meteor hits, earth falls away. And I swim, but I wish I were ocean. But you are the ocean and the only one. When I'm talking with you in a white room, it falls away. In the thick snow, silence and I catch a glimpse of you just a flash of mouth in the thickest blizzard past the blanket trees and a glimpse of you earth falls away in the passenger seat facing the sun and you That was beautiful. Oh, yeah, really nice. Yeah. Is that, um, where can listeners find that book? Um, they cannot. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> teaser. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think, yeah, I think I sold out all of them, but they can listen to a lot of my poetry and music form, um, on sound soundcloud via the no rent records yeah. sick um, we'll we'll link that on, on the uh the post for this episode yeah yeah so what do you think about aliens are aliens real mm. oh yeah totally <laughs> hell yeah yeah for sure i mean but <laughs> have they visited earth I don't see, I mean, yeah, I think so. I don't see how 
they could not have. Yeah, they've, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> nobody knows, but I think, yeah, so no, somebody say, knows. <laughs> like, Eric, um, like Eric, my husband and I like went to Marfa, Texas, like West Texas, and there's this like phenomena there called the Marfa lights. Yeah, Marfa lights. Wow, yeah. Um, and like we, we saw them. Uh, and there was like people there were like young like high school couples there like going to look at them and they're like yeah my grandma said that like these like white orbs just like came up like big basketballs and would like dance right in front of her so they've been there for like even before the highways and cars and stuff mm. uh, which I found was really cool but yeah like we, we saw them I don't know what they are but yeah yeah that's a weird phenomena um like mountain mountain lights um i think they're in like the appalachias too appalachia um <laughs> no there's like, like a couple different yeah. instances i mean i've heard of the marfa totally. lights and that seems amazing i would love to go there um but that yeah i don't know what that is like the intelligent orb phenomena yeah That's they're from the sphere being alliance yeah exactly ever see ever see that oh man um everybody has theories <laughs> um, yeah I can, that's a I good can name for a podcast there. everybody has theories <laughs> yeah uh man aliens so hmm. we should start up we should start that podcast the three of us everybody has theories and we'll just use <laughs> fake names we'll corner this market like, we could run off like two episodes a week after we do consensus you know it's a Byzantine then, network of interrelated podcasts. Yeah. Start <laughs> predicting lottery numbers. It'll be great. Yeah, that's something people ask me about too. And like, hey, if you're psychic, like, can you just predict the lottery numbers? And, you know. Have you tried? <laughs> no, but I think that the reason that's not pop, I mean, essentially, like, when you're doing psychic work, when you're doing tarot work, when I'm reading an aura, it's all a blueprint, right? It's just like a blueprint based on your emotional, physical, spiritual, mental aspects. And I kind of describe it like at that moment, it's kind of like your GPS. And you know, you can like plug in whatever address you want to your GPS and by your actions, behaviors, emotions, beliefs, that is kind of designating the address, but at any time you can go rogue and just take a left and then get rerouted. So, uh, you know, that being said, if the lottery numbers are not in somebody's blueprint, then mm. they're not meant to win the lottery. And most people are not meant to have that in their life path. So maybe if I come in face to face with somebody that is meant to win the lottery, then I could deliver the lottery numbers, but for everybody else who's just like, that's just not in your blueprint right now. Like it wouldn't surface. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Of, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are, uh, the, are we going to win the lottery? Is the, is the podcast going to win? You know, like it's possible. I'm not tuned in right now. So. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We should start. Um, we hey. should start predicting the lottery numbers and see how many episodes we can get away with doing that. <laughs> yeah we're gonna manifest um, a winner you know I guess, I guess there has been like pretty cool 
like psychic experiments trying to like interact with like random number generators and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's not like totally uncharted territory in terms of like trial and error of, of doing that. But yeah, it seems like a, even with a real psychic ability, tough to. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Tough to like guess one out of a billion or whatever they're doing. Yeah. I think it involves like taking a fork and jamming it into a socket. You know, you got to jumpstart it. Yeah. And I guess that's also, it's more like reading the future. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think, and I think that would still fall into the, the blueprint. Because um, yeah. I, I definitely can bring forth certain events that are like, very certain um especially especially when we're in a reading and something is very evident um but yeah so i don't think it's um isolated to anything like just the present it's more of the probability right yeah and the usefulness the the real it's really about the usefulness of the information Hmm. um i i think i hope so do you think that's it do you think there's free will yeah i do i mean yeah. um but that's just my belief right but do you worry that, that like that like tapping into like possible blueprints of a future do you feel that that like limits one's free will or do you feel like these are like changeable or like they can yeah. be filled in oh they're changeable and i've seen them change you know in front of me i i I definitely think they're changeable um and i do think yeah because you're not just working it's not just you you're working with many other gods yeah Yeah. like zeus yeah like zeus you know well some guy is zeus out there um just kidding no everybody is offering their perspective so totally yeah. It all converges into one. Right. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh-oh, you got that look on your face. Which one, me? <laughs> yeah. I don't have a look on my face, but look. <laughs> Maybe I stopped you from, from jumping into something there. Oh, no. Just, just pondering. Yeah, just pondering. This has been crazy. I'm sorry. I think we've <laughs> successfully subverted uh, Mercury retrograde with this one. So far. Yeah. I was, yeah. My internet's been it's giving up. It's not all bad. Today. Yeah. Right. It sometimes brings back old friends. So. Are, are you pretty, how, how much stock do you put in astrology? I mean, the same amount as any intuitive practice i mean i love the planets yeah and um the, uh, archetypes right so uh i love them a lot um but i think it, it there's a lot of misinformation on astrology right now and it really confuses yeah. people so that's not the best but um as far as just using the planets for their energy and, and what insight 
it can be brought for you. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's inter- it's interesting. Like um, the uh, what do you call it? Like the cyborg of like um, astrology apps. You know, like uh, what's the one everybody uses? Co-star. Co-star. Yeah. Like if you could visualize that, it's like astrology being this archetypal process but then there's like an algorithm that's like <laughs> patched into it you know um yeah it's nuts yeah. it's real i wonder what my feelings yeah the, the causality of that is like really weird it's not romantic at all so yeah yeah it's like a a pop-up on your phone it's like the opposite of romantic that kind of puts me on this other train of thought which is that like so today they landed on Mars um, with some sort of robot again. Do you think that, I mean, I feel like the answer is probably no, but do you feel like it has any effect on like astrological reality when humankind like touches down on another planet? Well, no, because I, I mean, it's just all of it is, you know, as above, so, so below. So we, right. it, the, the planets and you, as, right. but as, well, I'm just like, please stop touching them. Yeah, right. Just do not. (laughs) Mars being this like sort of now, Mars is where we're supposed to, like where the rich are supposed to go when they leave us all behind to die. How does that make sense? And it's like the war planet. I find that so, it's like very much like they're going to go there and they're going to be like, and they're just going to eat each other or something. Like, it's like very beautiful. So angry when they get there. Yeah. To like terraform Mars into anything somewhat desirable would take like thousands of years though, right? I guess I mean like yeah. they're studying how to jumpstart that process. There's like nothing that they can possibly do that would ever make Mars more hospitable than the worst Earth can ever possibly get. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, they're really just trying to get away from us. Yeah. Well then the I think Earth. they'll just do like an Elysium type of thing. Like right. a sky. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll be cool when they send something into Venus, you know, (laughs) well, they've expressed like interest. They said there was like a a probe. Yeah. There like, wasn't Elon Musk a couple months ago talking about, um, some sort of vaporous life in the atmosphere of Venus. Probably. I can't understand a word that guy says. (laughs) No, is my aura diseased? (laughs) Just tell me. No, but... Um, There's a pause there, though. Well, I would just say that you're, you know, you're extremely guarded. So there's just um, probably like decades of emotions that haven't been released. Probably. Uh, that are just pointed inward. Mm. And that just kind of integrating something energetically that makes you feel alive again would be beneficial oh i think that's true interesting but it it looks like as of now you're kind of working through and understanding relationships in a new way and might be having some positive revelations about that that would be nice. This can't go on the show. <laughs> Just kidding. It actually can. It can go on the Patreon. Um, 
Interesting, yeah. Do you see colors or is it? Uh, it? It would start to come more. I mean, it's a lot, it's harder because you're not again, if you were against, I kind of ask people when I'm reading their aura to just do like a blank wall. Um, right, there's stuff. Over your head is like a little bit green. So I can tell that it's like relationships that you're thinking about. And if I really, we started talking about it, it would come out more. Um, yeah. And I also know because of the, the white energy is kind of, limited around the body which just tells me that we got to get it moving a little bit more because you mm. want it to be outward um, yeah just general like huh. feeling alive and in the body type things yeah um, interesting i like it <laughs> i think <laughs> as long as i'm not diseased oh my god <laughs> no neither i mean you you both are fine. Uh, you're gonna be okay. Okay. As long as I'm not diseased. Uh, it's been a tough winter. Yeah, for sure. Um, did I have any other questions? Did you, David? Um, well, I think we got a lot out there. Do you do you have any um any other Anything else you wanted to that's like you feel like you need to clarify or get out there? I mean, probably everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's, yeah, that's just the nature of this. So I'm going to allow it. (laughs) I think it was very clear. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. It never seems that way when you're talking, but from my end, it felt like very concisely put stuff. Yeah, super, a super unique one too. Like I said, I think like um, a very people centric conversation about the the quote unquote paranormal um, is nice and uh, yeah, it's endearing to the human condition. Yeah. What do you think about um, fairies? We've been reading a lot about fairies for researching another episode. Oh really? I don't know. I I I really don't have any experience other than like when I was a kid we used to build fairy houses in my mm. grandmother's backyard. She hmm. kind of told us to do that. Whoa, um cool. And we just Damn. build little houses out of moss and stone. That's like that Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's nice. I feel like we should start asking people at the end of interviews, like what they've been reading lately. I feel like that would be fun. Hmm, yeah, that's a good idea. What you've been reading lately? Oh, I read like 10 books at a time. Me too. But, but you know, um, <laughs> the most flattering the- one. <laughs> um, I'm trying to look around. I, I guess I had, I'm actually, I've been reading this um, Edgar Casey book on dream interpretation because I'm uh, doing this like dream lab. So I'm preparing for that. I'm, I'm reading um, a book on auras. Um, I'm reading this poet, H.T. Hilda Doolittle is my favorite oh, yeah. poet. She's, um, my, she's one of my top ever poets. Uh, yeah. Local to I, me too. Yeah, I love her and hermetic definition. That's 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I just like, I just read a lot. So I read a lot of books. Nice. That's the first HD mention on the podcast, I think. So that's good. Hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I think that's like the first Edgar Casey mention too. It very well might be the sleeping prophet. Right. He's an yeah. he's an interesting one because he um did so much work with other people in terms of uh you know what is his process not really healing but almost like diagnostic um using like clairvoyancy for diagnostic purposes but then he sort of has that other material where it's about like uh um, uncovering like antediluvian worlds, the whole Atlantis thing, and like the oh, origins yeah. of humankind and stuff. Yeah, if you can just parse through and like discern like your own interpretations of whatever you know he's experiencing, it's really helpful. Like I, I think that there's a lot of stuff in, and especially in in all of these books is what's heavily needed is just like a dose of serious discernment um, and just taking away um, the mechanics of it and um, what you can relate to it and just what kind of feels right to you. Because even, you know, I, you know, like I read a lot of Dion Fortune or like just stuff like that, but then all of that is like written in in, from a, a point and a time and a perspective where like some of the stuff you have to throw away, you know? Mm. Um, so I think just like when reading these books, having heavy doses of discernment is always beneficial um, as, as is all material. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, cool. Maybe that'll... Oh. Wrap it Read up. books, but yeah, write your own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a writer. He's lying. Um, I'm trying. Is there so? Is there any specific portals or um, websites or anything you'd like to direct people to to check out more of your work or maybe get a reading from you or something like that? Oh yeah, um, my website is just ivanaroman.com. Um, and I kind of have information on readings and workshops or classes. And uh, I write these kind of like lunar meditations, which are just what I feel about the moon. <laughs> Every full moon and new moon. It's not astrolog. I mean, it's not. I'm no, I'm no astrologer, but I, I just say it's like my psychic interpretation of how the moon cool awesome yeah Uh, well uh thanks again for coming on it was a amazing enlightening conversation um yeah especially some of the the personal experiences i feel like are just really great to hear um nobody else is gonna tell it (laughs) uh yeah so we can hop out there um do always please check out our Patreon for exclusive written content episodes and other stuff. Um, we'll be back again soon. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.
Just like an animal. 